All right. Welcome to a new episode of Real Estate First Technology, like legit new episode. We're doing things a bit different today. And today we're actually going to be doing a studio podcast in person with a special guest. And before we go ahead and intro him, I want to say welcome to the show, Dan. This is interesting, huh? A little different. This is a different, uh, different uh, format. I like it. Yeah, right. Always keep people on their toes. So Dan's going to be on the TV in front of us. So our viewers and listeners won't actually see that. Uh, we're going to change the camera angle up here and introduce the person that we have on the, for the podcast today. And before we do, just want to encourage everyone to like the episode, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And it is our intention for you to take things from an episode or apply to present more massive success. And by the end of the episode, hopefully you can comment below with what you learned. So let's go ahead and change up our camera angle. And we have the one and only Mr. Call Tattoo, Jesse Mercer on the show. Welcome to Real Estate First Tech, Thank man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, this is awesome. So our first time ever doing it in person. And so we really appreciate you coming out and doing this with us. And hey, you were talking about this like a year ago, right? Dude, a year like, ago. Yeah. yeah, I reached out to Justin a year ago and said, hey, let's let's get him on the show. Let's make it happen. He's like, yeah, just let me know when you're ready. Um, and then we invite you to be uh, actually a guest for our event. We have uh, West Central Real Estate on October 5th and 6th. Sorry so for yeah. thanks for being a yeah. keynote speaker. Um, and I think this would be a good leeway too, because then we can get your story and, and behind the scenes about you know how long you've been in the business, why you got in the business, and uh, give an amazing story that I think will add a lot of value for people out there that are maybe you know in a job that they don't like and they want to get out and they want to work for themselves. They want to see their own self-worth instead of working for someone else. Yeah. Um, so the show is all about you. I'll ask you a couple questions. Uh, Dan's going to get into the mix-up round and uh, get into more of like the technology you're using and how you actually like, market your business for anyone that wants to go maybe down that same path. So let's get into it. So Start. how long have you been in the business? Why did you get in the business? What were you doing before real estate? Uh, I've been in uh, two and a half years or a little over two and a half years. Um, before this, I was driving a semi. So Really? <laughs> yeah. So two and a half years ago, literally I was at like the worst point in my life. I'd have been working at that job for... 13 years before that, I was a teacher. A lot of people don't know that. But really? Before the tattoos, uh, kindergarten through seventh, the PE. Why yeah. was a teacher for 16 years? Oh, wow. really? Yeah, and I ran a behavior program. So I was like teaching teachers how to teach kids because wow. I worked in a Title I school, which has a lot of yeah, a lot of troubled ch- children in it. So yeah, like yeah. people don't understand how to talk to some of these kids. And that was like my yeah. specialty. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I was driving a truck for two or 13 years and 60 hour a week, 70 hour a week, 120 plus degrees a day, like down stacking pallets, wheeling it in, no sleep. Uh, it's like embarrassing, but like ruined two marriages, ruined really? my life, ruined my relationship with kids. It's just like, it's just a ticking time on me. Just, and I would literally like have anxiety attacks driving to work just because I knew the entire day. It was like it's three in the morning or it's midnight mm-hmm. when I, towards the end of the career, I started at midnight. Yeah. I was just like, I know I'm going to be working for 13 hours. And I know it's going to take me 45 minutes to drive home and I have to hurry up and eat something. And I hurry up, like I played the entire day through my head. Oh and God. then on my days off for Sunday, the wife's like, oh, let's go do this, this, this. And my first thought was like, what, why are you asking me? I'm tired. Like, you know, I'm tired. You know, I just bust oh. my asshole. And I didn't get from her point of view. It was like, oh, I haven't seen you all week. You've been tired all week. Like, yeah. So just kind of, it's blinded me to a lot of things and just kind of mm-hmm. ruined my life. So wow. <laughs> like coming into real estate, everyone thought I had a marketing degree and this and that. I was like, that drove a semi for 13 years like i knew nothing about real estate knew nothing about marketing or branding so like what was like that like that pinnacle for you like all right you're done i'm gonna get into real estate where's like the sign how did real estate come up for you well i've always had an idea to do it i used to drive a semi and this is the anti-lawyer lawyer now but it's that he used to call himself the tattooed lawyer and he had a billboard and had his sleeves off and okay arm tattoos and i just looked at him like man like i wish i would have done that because i would sit in gas stations like before I would deliver there. And then, like, I see dudes getting out in suit and tie and just felt like, like damn, like, I missed the boat on life. Like, mm. 
dude's happy. It's eight o'clock in the morning. He's getting his coffee. Like I've been at work for seven hours already. Yeah. Um, but I used to like just envision that I like live vicariously through everybody else, like wishing, but I always loved real estate. Watched million dollar listing. Like all those shows were my shit. Wow. I would drive through Camelback just to look at architecture. And, but I was like, I, I, I could never have that job. I was like, I would never be able to do it. And after seeing him, I was like, you know what? He branded himself the tattooed lawyer. Mm-hmm. I saw the story of where he came from and where he's at now. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to try to do the same thing for real estate. So it was just second divorce. Um, wife left, had to sell the house. Wow. I had half time with my kids who weren't hers. So I went to their mom, like I have half time, but I start working at midnight. I'm by myself now. Oh my so God. it's like, I can't take them. Yeah. So we figured out like just a schedule where I can have them whenever I could have them. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I was literally like in the corner of my room, like crying. Like, I just felt like, like this was it. Like, it was like, I have nowhere else to go. Wow. So I signed up, like from that moment, I signed up real estate school the next day. I said, fuck it. And wow. finished in two and a half weeks. Like I would literally go to class, to work, to class, to work. Cause I did the long, yeah. I did the uh, short schedule. Okay. So I literally finished 90 hours in two and a half weeks. Wow. Got no sleep for two and a half weeks. I think I told set for 20 hours, maybe in two oh and a half God. weeks. And, but it was just like, I hit the ground running. Wow. But I had like a, like, it was like, what if it doesn't work? I'm like, if that's not an option, I can't even think about it. <laughs> Cause yeah. if it doesn't work, like I'm fucked. Like, wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. And so like, so then the billboards are what, so I, I remember, so I'm, we're both in Arizona for viewers, listeners out there. And I remember getting off, I just moved out here like two years ago and we're in Gilbert, Arizona and I'm getting off the freeway and I look over and I see a billboard and it's just, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, it's like colorful, like super bright and vibrant. And, you know, we do marketing for the left off that hosts this podcast. And so I just wanted to like, look you up automatically, check out who you are. And like, and cause I've never seen it before. And your approach is so unique and different, not just with the billboards, but like the color palettes that you use and how bright and vibrant and the way that you did like the bye, 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 like signs and all these different things. So when you saw that lawyer, that was like that key performance indication, you're like, Hey, like, this is it. I'm going to do the same thing, but put a spin off and do it for real estate. Yeah. So my first year, like, I got licensed in December 2019, but I still had okay. a full-time job. I was working 60 hours a week. So in reality, it wasn't licensed. Like I wasn't working. Um, I had a news story done about me and I had no business. Like, cause really? uh, the top, one of the most famous Arizona realtors, he's been in the top of the game for 47 years, uh, made fun of me on his Facebook page. Cause someone showed him a picture. So this guy's trying to do real estate. Wow. I had, like, it was a, it was a, a headshot. Like I had a nice suit and tie on, but just cause I had face tattoos. They were like bashing me. Like I wasn't able to do the same shit they could do. Um, wow. So he, uh, I ended up sharing it. And to be honest, like what he put wasn't upsetting. Like it didn't yeah. piss me off at all. But what everyone's comments were underneath it. Like I feel sorry for his kids. That dude's a fucking loser. Like none of these people know me. Like none of them know me. They're basing all their assumptions on me off of one picture. I'm smiling. I have a nice suit and tie. Like how, yeah. how are you basing all my life decisions and my kids and all this off of one picture? Like how does, how do you do that? I just don't understand, like, wow. as, as humans, how you guys can look at somebody and just, like, depict their life. and know nothing. Like, you never know what someone's going through. Like, how do you yeah. know I wasn't, I was in the worst spot of my life? Like, how are you, like, bringing someone down? Like, what does that do? Yeah. But I, I shared it on my page. You know, from 30 comments. And I said, this is the type of stigma I have coming into this field. Yeah. For sure. This is what I have to overcome. And it went from, like, that blew up. I was still working. I didn't have any business. I literally just got my license. And it wow. went from 30 comments to, like, 700 overnight. And it was wow. shared like hundreds of times and Fox news was tagged and all this stuff. So the news ended up doing a story about me. 
Wow. Well, they wanted me to like talk about the situation because he's a known name. And I was like, I'm not gonna throw him on the bus. So he called and apologized and if anything, he gave me attention. So I don't care. Yeah. I said, like, but if you want to do a story about me, we can. So like I had this wow. this build up and build up. I had a job. And finally, my team lead at the time was like, took me to lunch. Like, what are you doing? Like, you have all this opportunity and all these people behind you. And Tons you're making excuses for you. So but in reality, I'm sitting there telling people, go chase your dreams. You can do it no matter what. And the whole time I had a safety net. So it's like kind of like, mm. if I truly believed in it, why do I have the safety net that I can't quit? So I ended up quitting my job in February, 2020. I had two in escrow, put two weeks in, both those fell out in my two weeks. <laughs> and then in March, COVID hit. So it put me on this, like, like you're going to fail. Like, like yeah. you have no business, you have no deals. You just quit a full-time job. You got two kids. Oh my God. like to support like what are you gonna do and it, so i started really leaning into something i don't think a lot of agents do is just i put myself as a consumer so stop thinking like an agent i think too many agents think like agents they don't think like the consumer and i literally just like what do i want to see what do i want to do like everything when i bought a house i had two i bought and sold two houses so i'm like yeah. what was i looking at what was i looking for what was yeah. i skipping past yeah so i just dove in deeper just being the consumer instead of being an agent wow Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, that's, it's awesome how you had all of those things against you, but you didn't let that be your demise. You, you've just fed into it. You're like, this is fire. Oh, this is more fuel for my fire. I'm just going to keep moving forward with that process. And congratulations for you going and overcoming those things and then it turning into a positive. So what happened? Like after, you know, those two went through COVID hit, like then what was your first transaction? Like when did you actually I I, success. So I like in March, I, I had no deals. And this is March, 2020. Okay. Um, I was like, what do I need to do? So I was like, when I bought and sold two houses, like, what was I looking at? Cause I see all the agents, what they're doing on their social media. Mm. And I was like, it didn't hit me. I don't think you're unique. I don't think it's right. Yeah. I don't think people are paying attention to it. Yeah, like for sure. So I was like, what it, my agent, like, how did I pick my agent? I had seven agent friends on my Facebook page and my agent, I didn't know. She was the hottest girl at the gym. Like, that's who I picked. Like, but yeah. that's some people draw to certain things. Like this girl always wore a shirt and she was pretty. I was like, you know, I'm going to start a conversation about buying a house. Yeah. And I did. And I yeah. wasn't hitting on her. I never tried that, but it was just like, that's who I approached. So I'm like, how do I become the hot girl at the gym? And I felt I was going to do that from social media. Cause I already had this boost hmm. from, uh, from that news story. So literally I leaned in perception because I had no business. And yeah. the biggest thing that people miss is like, and he was like, oh, I'm new, I'm new, I'm new. Like, quit saying you're new. Because I had Russell Shaw, like the biggest yeah. name as a, as a mentor. I had a good team. I was at Keller Williams, just a prestigious, like, right. so I had all the tools to be an experienced agent. So it was just, now I need that perception. So I did an open house at a $3.2 million mansion. Wow. And I did a video where I was in a full suit in a hot tub with a glass of wine. Yeah. And I pretended it was a Tinder video. So I was like, ladies, you love rich men with beautiful houses? Go ahead and swipe right. And the girl holding the camera was like, no, Justin, this is not your Tinder. It's for your open house. I'm like, oh, shit. So I went into the open house and invited everybody. But like that video got shared like four or 500 times. It had like 15,000 views. Wow. Um, now I had this attention. They came to the open house. And now everyone's hit me up on Instagram and, and Facebook saying, how did you get a $3.2 million listing? Like, remember, they're not in the business. They don't know. I'm like, they don't know that what was in my listing. Yeah, they just see me promoting it. I'm going to be there. That's my house. Bring yeah. me a buyer. Yeah. So when they hit me up and say, how did you get a listing? I didn't say it's not mine. It's somebody else's. I yeah. said, bring me a buyer. You got a buyer. Like, let's make a deal. Because so, in reality, it's like, so I, 
Next week at $800,000 house. Next week at $900,000 house. And Bank PB's open house is doing stupid videos on my story in yeah. the open house. But everyone's perception is like, shit, Justin's like on a roll now. They did a new story about him. He's got mansions. Like, this motherfucker's wow. the real deal. It's just perception. This is how, how they viewed it. In my knowledge, absolutely. I, I spent my first year going to every single class. And I don't want people to come to me because I have my face tattooed. Like, yeah. that's my foot in the yeah. door. But I don't like if you I don't know if you've ever seen any of my marketing, but I don't ever give a value prop on my marketing. It's just the mm. foot of the door. And then I want to have that conversation face to face. So you can see my personality and yeah, yeah. my welcomeness. And that's when I'm going to give you my value prop. So it's, wow. everything else was just a drawback. But uh, April ended up closing like 1.8 million. And my goal for my whole first year. So at the end of 2021, I know the average agent does two to three houses a, a year. Yep. So I was like. I'm not average. I'm above average. I'm going to do five. So I was like, that was my goal. Five houses. I ended up closing 22 my first year. Wow. And then 2021 is when I dug into marketing more because okay. I had that perception. I had the, I tell people like you can have one billboard yeah, and sell one house a year. And you have this perception that you, you're the real deal just from billboards. the way you market yourself. It's, people misjudge like street cred and like street cred, like social cred. Yeah. So like I go a lot off the perception of social credit, try to do mm. business too when I first started. Yeah. Cause now I don't need to. Yeah. Wow. 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 That's, that's, that's an amazing story. Sure. I think that, yeah. The whole thought process of the perception, right? People think that they, and we actually had another guest who's going to be one of our keynote speakers for West National Real Estate too. Um, with Dan and I, we were interviewing Caroline Choi and similar story. She, you know, wanted to be a luxury agent and, she, you know, didn't have any luxury listings and it was a perception. She had a producer, producer, Michael, who might be, we'll see, not say too much, but maybe, a, maybe a special guest hit her up and said, Hey, do you have any million dollar little homes, like hundred million dollar homes to go do walkthrough tours in Beverly Hills? And she said, no. And then she said, I'll do it. I'll, I'll find it. She's actually on this week's guests. And so okay. um, and our, this podcast is going to be probably a month or, or two down the line. So anyone watching now, you can go back and check out Caroline's episode, but it's amazing how, you know, it's a testament to just saying, Hey, there's an opportunity here. I don't need to represent the seller. I can just represent the buyer. Mm -hmm. And so I could just go and do fun videos and just go into this home and show this perception and perceived value. And then people don't know the difference because people don't even go that deep. They don't really like, they don't pull back the curtains and ask questions. They're just like, oh, this is his listing. Not just that. Like when you're, I see agents all the time, they're posting constantly market updates, this and that, and Cromford report, market updates and stats and sheets. I'm like, no one's paying attention to that. Yeah. And I'm saying no one's paying attention to that, not because I know all your clientele, it's because I bought and sold two houses. So I'm thinking as a consumer, like, yeah, I got so used to skipping my people because it was the same shit over and over again. I trained yeah. my brain and say, it's the same thing. I skip it. Even they're a friend. It's just like, I know it's going to be, oh, just sold, just listed. Yeah. And it wasn't interesting to me. I just, even when I was buying a home, I, I'm a consumer. They're the professional. I assume they know what they're doing. So why do I need to look yeah. at the research? Like I just asked my agent. So in my, in my mind, Based on how I felt, I, I don't, I've never, ever posted a market update. I never tell sellers, I can do this for you. I can do this for you. I'm going to get my foot in the door. I'm going to blast my name out. So any video I do, I go for two things. I go for a share button. So I have to make you laugh or something that makes you want to share it. Yeah. And I'm going to go for, you're going to know in some sort of way I am in real estate. Wow. Okay. So like the second video I did, everyone said it was so stupid. Like, they were like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? I got bashed. Someone reported me in AR. I'm just like, <laughs> but at that, that same video got me five deals. Like this, this one video was responsible for five deals. And I'll tell you, like I was in a like pink mesh net 
yeah. stripper shirt and I had an S and M or the video started off with an email. So I, I knew my perception of how people view me. So the email said, uh, Hey, Justin, just want to say, thank you. Me and my wife know you're very knowledgeable dude, but we feel your look is too much for us. We're going to choose a different agent. Uh, so it started off with just the email. So I knew it was going to fire everyone up. Like all my fans and all the people following me like, wow, why would he email that? And then you go to the video, it turns to me. I'm in like a stripper net shirt and I have an S and M mask on, I have handcuffs on and I unbuckle the mask and I spit out a ball gag. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, can you believe how stuck up people are? And I like go back to the email. So like the look they were talking about was what I had on, but everyone assumed it was the tattoos, but that video got shared. That was viewed like 25, 30,000 times. Wow. But like I say, I'm going for the share button. So I had 5,000 Facebook friends because it was maxed out, but it's like, I don't, those 5,000, I just assume if I keep getting in front of them, they're always going to use me. They may not, but I'm just have that assumption. So all I want to do is get them to share my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not having 400 people on my Facebook sharing my video to go to their people. And someone that same night, someone hit me up and I did a buy sell for her. And my closing gift to my clients is always get to get tattooed. Like I don't give them a wine bottle or stuff. I get, them, I get them tattooed. And then I was like, yeah, refer anyone you want to me. I'll get you more tattoos. She referred three people to me that year. So like that one video is responsible for five deals. Wow. But the video that everyone says is stupid and it said this. And to me, I'm like, your market update's stupid. Like no one's looking at it. Yeah. No one's looking at the medium price range in Queen Creek and saying, oh my gosh, this guy knows he's talking about music. Like in just my wow. opinion. Wow. That, that's so cool that like you're changing it up, giving them a tattoo, which it's like basically in their mind, they're never going to forget you for the rest of their life because they have a tattoo. Exactly. From you because of the fact that the user. Like, let's say I got you that one on your forearm, and someone's like, "Oh, that's cool. Where'd you get that?" Your first thoughts like, "Dude, my real estate agent got it for me." And then now we're starting a conversation when you're not even around, and that's the key to marketing is if you can get people talking about you when you're not around, like you won in marketing. Wow. And that's what I do with like the bus and the limo and stuff. When I park it on streets and yeah, yeah, drive. yeah. It's just for people to oh shit, there's a school bus with this wrapping. I've seen this guy on Instagram. I've seen the guy. So now they're like talking about you, like good or bad. They're talking about you. So, so that's for viewers and listeners out there. One of the uh, inspirations behind Liftoff Agent Truck that uh, sponsors and uh, hosts Real Estate First Tech, Justin. So I, I saw his limousine and saw all his stuff around us. I was like, oh my god, it's a really good idea. And then I put the QR codes on it. They scan it and they go to the website. There's a video of me saying, hey, you know, Norman, my wife and I just moved out here. CEO, co-founder, Liftoff, whatever. But it's a really good idea, and I love that. I remember you and I were going back and forth, and then I dropped the truck off over at your office. And like, oh, drop your truck off. I saw you behind, you know, behind the office or whatnot. So, oh, so that's a super smart idea. Well, like the limo specifically, I was like, what's a car that everyone stares at? Like, no, it doesn't matter who you are or how old it is. If you see a limo, I always look at them. I'm like, there's something, maybe it's from childhood where it's just this something. But everyone looks at limos. So I was like, you know, I'm going to buy a limo and wrap it. So I started dropping my kids off to school because yeah. I'm, I'm just, I always think like, who do I just, how do I get somebody? So I got t-shirts made for my kids. Drop them off at school with a limo. Now all these kids are like rushing to the fence because they see a limo and see it wrapped. Like, oh my God, your dad's a tattoo realtor. They don't know what a tattoo realtor is. They see it on the no car idea. with my cartoon. And they're like, now th- my kid's entire school thinks we're millionaires. Like they come up, my kids are like celebrities in their school. They're like, oh, your dad has a limo and a school bus. Now they're going home talking about it. Those, their friends asking for t-shirts. I give them friends free t-shirts. Yeah. So I got a bunch of kids in my kid's school. Like literally I pulled up one day and I saw two kids wearing a t-shirt. Wow. And my kids wear my shirts. And it's just because they're fun that I have cartoon. It says the back uh, said future house slinger or the new ones say sell houses, not dope. I love that. Like stuff like that. It's just I love that. the teachers know who I am. The parents know who I am. 
perception wise, oh, they're millionaires. That they're so famous, they're so this because I dropped them off in a limo. Yeah. In reality, your mom's Camry costs more than the limo. <laughs> I guess an older yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like I knew the perception was going to be big on that. Dude, that's huge. Absolutely love that. So. Kind of switching up a little bit, switching gears, so we get Danny here as well to talk a little bit more about like what you're doing. Because I know you're growing your team, so you have the team coming up. Um, you're doing some things with like behind the scenes with the team and the mechanics of like how you run the team, the mechanics behind the marketing that you're doing. So Dan likes to get a little more into the tech side of things. So uh, so we'll go ahead and switch up for the mix up round, and Danny, go take away for the mix up round. Thanks, Norman. So Justin. I- that was a great story. I, oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to say that uh, most people don't have the balls or tenacity to do what you've been doing. And you mix a little uh, publicity in there and, and that's what gives you the snowball trajectory. But I think my, uh, my biggest question I think is moving forward is like, where do you take it from here in terms of marketing and technology and scalability? Cause like, everyone knows you, but as you build your team and you have other agents, are you hiring agents with tattoos or, like what, what's the, what's the, what's the strategy? So, um, I didn't want to start a team. I didn't think I was, I think it's irresponsible because I think a lot of new people like start teams too fast. And I think in reality, like we got to keep that same mindset where 80% of the business failed out. So like I had two agents that were on my team before I went solo approach me and they're like, start a team, start a team. I'm like, no, I'm not ready for that. Like I need to be ready personally before I'd be ready to be responsible for somebody else. And I'm still learning the business. I'm still doing, I have my mind of different things, but uh, they were going to leave the brokerage unless I started a team. I saw value in them. I was like, you know what? Here's what I can offer as a team. Like I can teach you guys this, this, and this. And I, I do half business now. It's half wholesale and flipping and half retail. So I was like, I could teach you both sides of the business. I could teach you how to different avenues of income. I can, like, I'm going to go to school to be a broker. Like I'm, I feel I'm very knowledgeable because I take every single class and I have two of the best mentors. So like, I know I can be that mentor for them as well, but I just kind of told them, here's what I can provide you. And it grew from there. And like two other girls at my brokerage that were friends, like decided to join. So now I have this like four girls on the team. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lean into this, this thing, like selling sunset was a huge thing. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Like with my look and my, my dominating, like scary look. And if I have like five beautiful women on my team, like, it's just like, I thought it was a cool dynamic. Like I wasn't going just like, oh, I'm going to run women. Like any of my marketing you see, my okay. team, my team is now the women. So call tattoo real estate group. They're the brand. Like I'm the face and the brand. They're the, they're the team. So everything I push them, I push them. Uh, the billboard has them. And I didn't want to be on the billboard with them, like standing in the middle of a group of girls. I think that would turn people off. Yeah. So I kind of put my, my, just my logo on the very, the bottom side of it. So, so you know, it's my team, but um, now I'm more branded around the team. So that's awesome. And where do you, uh you know, where do you focus in the Arizona market? Like, do you have specific farm areas that you're really concentrating in or is it across the city? Like, where's your marketing divided? My marketing is everywhere. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I have uh, 12 billboards all around the Valley. So um, a lot of them are on freeways, but we'll go. I've sold five houses in Prescott Valley. (laughs) Like, so I was a listing agent. So I was like, I knew it's a different MLS, but if I put a contractor lockbox on there, I don't have to worry about people not being able to get in. And I just go up there one day, list it, take pictures, do all that, come back down and sells. But I'll literally go anywhere for business. Like if I, if there's a deal in Tucson, I'm going to buy it. Like, so we kind of hit everything, but like, as far as like pushing like areas and stuff, like I did all this stuff by myself in two years. So 
all my branding, all my marketing, like I scaled to, I think a known name in the Valley, but now I have a team of nine people. So now I got nine people pushing out what I was doing by myself. So I just felt like it's going to spread everywhere. Love it. It's glitching a little bit. Out of little stuff. Sorry. I think we're having some zoom issues. A little choppy. I can hear you, but yeah. You just cut it up. Yeah, we'll cut it up when we pay up, no worries. So with this, Dan? Yeah, I'm still with you. For some reason, your side's getting a little uh, choppy from time to time. I don't know if it's your bandwidth or whatever, because it's like super clear and I can see myself, so it's not doing it to me. Yeah. But this is the first time, everybody, so that's why yes. we're working these kinks out. Um. I think the, the last question I really have is as you evolve here and, you know, as you build this brand and, and more and more people use you, it's like, what technology do you want to start to uh, start to test or adapt or, or build into the business um, as you become more scalable and, and, and expand? So I'm not like, I'm not a tech savvy guy. I'm not a tech guy. So, but I also know, like what I was doing, it wasn't optimizing what I could have been doing. So I'm like, I'm spending money. I'm getting the attention, which is the hardest thing is getting the attention. But now that I have it, I don't have a system behind what I'm doing. Like I didn't even use, I don't even, I still don't have a CRM. Like I don't use a CRM. Like I, I, I'm not the traditional agent. Like I'm not a caller. I don't door knock. I don't prospect. I don't uh, <laughs> use a CRM. Like my whole goal in this was like, walmart versus amazon type business like i want to do so much that the business comes to me so i don't have to constantly search out the business so i want as much business as fast as it can to come to me but now i have to learn how to keep these people because the referrals are what keep you in the business um that's kind of why uh norman reached out to me a couple times about website to me i was like i don't give a fuck about website i don't care about website he didn't like i just to me it's just not been my thing like my thing was social media that was, was getting me all my business like with social media, I can count out of my first, my first two years in the business, I did about $30 million worth of business. And I can equate probably 17, 18 million of that to being strictly from social media. So that's all I really cared about. But like I had commercials, like I played I, my, one of my commercials played during Monday night football. And I had an uptake in my website of 700%. Like it was crazy amount of people went to my website. And if you ever went to my website, it was garbage. Like it was just a land. <laughs> And then I joined Boomtown and their website to me is just like, it was garbage. And Norman reached out to me because I was like, you know, I do need a website, but let me just try the CRM one first to see if it works. Cause I got a team now and I, they need a CRM. They have a website and it just didn't do what I thought it, it should do. So then finally I was like, you know what? Like if I have all the billboards and commercials and this stuff directing people on my website, like I need to have a dope ass website. So I swallowed my pride and said I was wrong, Norman, for a year and a half. Like, let's get this website going. It's all in the follow-up, everyone out there, viewers and listeners. And I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, you bring up a big concept that I, you know, I'm not to toot our own horn, but uh, people in their due diligence period, like a lot of people don't think of the impact that a website has. But I was just at a listing appointment. And somebody was like, Hey, like before we met, like I actually checked out your website and you got a lot of good information on there. And it's, 
it's resourceful, it's cool, it's vibrant, it has good marketing and color. And like, ultimately, I'm making sure that the person I'm talking to, like I, I am coming to the meeting, they're coming to meeting, they're coming to the meeting with already having an impression. They've watched a few of my videos. They're, they're doing their homework. And I think so many agents undervalue that, right? They'll, they'll sign up for a CRM. They think it's just IDX buyer search capture that they need or sellers, you know, what's my home worth, but it's actually the branding, the personality, the color schemes, the marketing, all of that put together that your online visibility and your review capture and all of that, it's that whole ecosystem. There's so many people that like, if you don't have a good website, they're just like next agent. And we've noticed that by testing and seeing it happen. We've had people leave our company and then call us back in six months and say, all right, can you turn that website back on? Yeah. So yeah, I think you bring up a good point there. We're glad to have you on. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, I'm all about legitimacy too. So I, I spent a lot of time just looking legit and looking the part. But if you go to my website, it was so childish. And like, this is what I'm directing everyone to is this. Mm. so in reality like i thought i was directing one of my instagram i feel social media i view it differently too but um i wanted to look legit and, and uniform on all my stuff so like the car matches the shirts matches the website matches the website like it's just a constant there's a hair dryer in walmart and it has pink blue and green splatters all over it i swear to you dude i've gotten sent that that hair dryer literally 500 times because people <laughs> just assimilate the color with me so like anytime they see a pink and black or green and black and pink, like any of those colors together, they always take a picture and send it to me. There's a new cookie company in California and their boxes are pink, black and paint splatters. And everyone's sending me the boxes like, oh, you should team up with these people. So it's just like that. The constant uniform colors is like it also is a key like Dope. power of branding. Front of, yeah. It's front of mind. It. So just little things like a hair dryer can put you front of mind all over again. Yeah. No. I love it. Well, back to Norm. Wow. Well, thanks for taking on that mix-up round. And uh, just to kind of unpack a little bit, that's awesome how everything un unraveled. It, it was, you completely changed the status quo in the fact of like, you know, back in the day, you think of a guy and a bunch of girls, he's pimping them out and this and that. It was just like, it happened the way that it happened. Like how you approach the female at the gym and just start her business and not to hit on her or anything. And so I think that's very humbling that it happened the way that it happened. And it also is very fitting to the brand. And I think everyone's just like, oh, this guy, and it just adds so much more validity. Um, we had a guy, his name's Gabe Mendez, that uh, potentially might be a special guest for West National Real Estate. Um, and I want to connect you two together. I think that you two, but he has an all-female team as well. And uh, I don't know if you've seen, if you haven't followed Justin below, he hired the Island Boys to okay. do... Yeah. To do a song and so did Gabe Mendez. Did he really? he, yeah, he did. And I'm just like, what? You two are like two peas in the pod, you don't even know each other. He's over in uh, Los Angeles. Um, so so yeah, so I think for viewers and listeners out there, you know, just to kind of just go with the flow, go with your gut. I love how you said just like reach out to the share button. The share button should be your focus, yeah. which I think is kind of reversing the psychology, even the way that I think about it. Cause I'll post and I'm thinking like maybe like views or I'm thinking maybe comments and then just share button. You're going to get views. Yeah. You're going to get comments. I love that. So, um, so I have a couple of few questions before we end the show at the end of the show, we like to end it on you. So anything you want to leave for our viewers and listeners to take from our episode, apply to their business. Um, so I saw your stories and it looked like you had some stuff in the works. So I saw a potential office. I saw like you have a concept of maybe like having a tattoo 
parlor slash like hair salon, probably because of all the, the females that you're going to have on your team. And, you know, of course, traditional real estate office. So what's your thoughts? Are you going to want to do a show now? Can we get some like behind the scenes? Like what's what's next? Well, over the span of two and a half years, I've been approached by three different producers. Um, actually, we had a really good shot with A&E. Um, the concept wasn't there, what they wanted. So they were looking for something certain, but they liked, okay. they liked me and what I brought. Um, and I, I had my other two guys on my team. They were part of it too, but they liked us together and they greenlit us like wow. a major company, but not the concept, which sucked, like in my opinion, wasn't for us anyway. So I'm like, but that was an opportunity that fell through. Another one fell through. And then I had a, like a flipper flop producer reach mm-hmm. out to me. And so there's been talks, but I'm just like, and at the end of the day, like I'm going after, I'm going after it. So like, yeah, if let's say best case scenario, someone saw value and and the tattoos and me and the team and and flipping and retail like all together because there's flipping shows, there's retail shows, there's tattoo shows, like we're all in one. Yeah. So I'm like next level. Like, what if that opportunity came? Do I want them to come to my Keller Williams office and see my little office? Like, no. can you see a camera crew being in that office? No. No. But my dream from the beginning of real estate was like one day I want to open my own like boutique brokerage. And I don't want it to be no. a traditional real estate office. Like we're going to have our office, but we're also going to have a tattoo artist there. We're going to have a hairdresser there, a barber there, an esthetician there, not wow. for the traffic. It's just like for the vibe, like yeah. who the hell has a tattoo artist in a real estate office? Like nobody, nobody, but they're, it's all, they're all professional businesses. And a lot of people when I first started school, she's like, do you think it's smart to go after the tattoo community? Like, do they have money? Like she just doesn't know the business. Like, you, know my, so you know, my tattoo artist makes 300 grand a year. It's probably mostly cash. And wow. I know a ton of artists that make like ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. Like it's a professional business. Yeah. There's the bad apples. There's the bad apples in government. There's the bad apples in teaching. There's bad apples everywhere. Yeah. Like you look at news stories every day and hope oh, that person can do this. Like, so I'm like, there's no, it's no different. Like they have, yeah, bad, there's bad shops. There's bad people. There's yeah. drug, <laughs> drug addicts. But like, you think I'm going to hire a drug addict tattoo artist to be in my shop? Like, no. I'm smarter <laughs> than that, dude. Like, um, so like, I want to like, if you go to a camera, like if, if a camera came to my office, like, dude, this office is dope. You got a tattoo artist in the office. They got a barber in the office. They got a hairdresser. Yeah, yeah. They're all going to be appointment only because it's not going to be like a walk-in yeah. area. But I just thought that vibe would be something that's never, ever been seen in real estate. Like no one's ever came into real estate with a head and face tattooed. I did that. No one's ever came in and opened an office that had a tattoo and barber and stuff like in it. And like, I want to just be that, just that changing, like you said, the status quo. Like dude, this dude came in. He thought he was going to fail. Everyone thought he was going to fail. He thought he was going to fail. And now he's just fucking living his life. Like just, he works full time. I do. But it doesn't, I don't work full time. Like I never wake up and say, I got to go to work. I never go to bed and be like tomorrow. Like there's definitely stresses, but it's just like, I pinch myself sometimes. I'm like, this is my fucking life. Like this is my job. Like I feel guilty. So just, this is a hobby now, dude. It's like, and who would you, you want to use someone that thinks of this as a job and eight to five and gets like done on work weekends and tired. Or yeah. you want someone that's like, dude, this is not a job. This is passion. Like that's yeah. who I want to work with. I love that. <clears throat> dude, that's, that's awesome, man. I, I can already see the office and it sounds like the story you already said, like, you know, you can follow the status quo and you can do what every other agent's doing out there. And if anyone's watching right now and it works for you doing the traditional stuff, keep doing it. If you're someone out there that wants to do something untraditional, I love that approach. It sounds like you're pretty much going to probably eventually have your own media company. Maybe have your own media company, have your own people doing your edits, doing your own video work, because it sounds like you already have the clout enough that you really don't need to have to hire an A&E or whatever else. Because a lot of those big 
outfits are like, look at YouTube. Like there's shows on YouTube that are getting, I mean, Mr. Beast is getting millions of views and crushing it. And I can see y'all having a YouTube channel and just having a show starting there and then having millions of views and then proof of concept done. And then before you know it, you're going to have someone say, Hey, I'll do exactly what you're already doing, but I want you on my network. And I should show you my phone. I just got a text this morning uh, from my director of operations who made a flyer for me because I'm hiring a full-time videographer. Like I want somebody that's going to be in the office nine to five, 40 hours a week. Yeah. You're getting content. You're cutting it up. Like you're in the office. It's your job. It's going to be fun. But when I'm at a listing appointment or when I'm buying a home of cash or we're walking through the flips, like you're following us, you're following the girls in their appointments and we're going to cut it wow. up and just be all over social media. Cause I look at these companies like 72 soul open door Zillow, they're spending uh 72 soul alone spends $2 million a month on marketing. Yeah. In this so market. it's like, I told the girls, I said, we can't compete with these people. Like I'm trying to, as far as being coming a name, but we're getting there by not spending the money. I said, the billboards do help. The commercials help the cars and the social media cred from shares I've gotten over two years helps. I said, but we can't ever compete with these people. Like yeah. we're not even going to try, but where we can kill them is social media. Like none yeah. of those people will ever outmarket me on social media. They can't like, no one's going to follow Zillow real estate page and like, Oh my God, what did Zillow post today? No. Like no one does that. But if you're like the tattooed realtor and this, and like, I'm doing funny things, that's something people will attempt, like have the chance of following. And like this person, this team, yeah. they follow, they're not going to follow 72 sold business page. No. So what I told them is like, we need to absolutely murder everybody on social media. Like be wow. out there, be consistent, be top of mind, like be interesting. Do not post this certain stuff. Like we want people to come to our page and, and push our brand out. Wow. That you heard it first on real estate first technology. When you see this man internationally, you never know who knows, man. You'll you'll see it. And the coolest thing is that I have to say is that like you 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 were so far, you know, and no one can I don't know if you can feel this, but when I first you first came in, I kind of felt the nerves and like I'm nervous too because it's our first time doing it in person. And and Dan's like, hey, we got some technical difficulties here. We're still just we're gonna keep it moving. And you don't have an ego. There is no ego. There is no look at me. There is no like, I'm the shit, nothing. It's like, you know, you look at you, you're like, dude, I'm doing a tattoo on your knees. Dope, bro. That watch, I'm admiring it. But you're not like, like, oh, I have a cool watch or, oh, look at me. I have this. I have that. I love that. I'm a very pessimistic person. It drives my team crazy. Cause I'm like, I apologize to them and say, sorry guys, I'm getting things. I'm like, what do you like? Like, why do you keep apologizing? You're like doing it. But I'm always just like, I'm very humble guy. Like I I don't think I'm good enough. I spent years 13 years telling myself i'm not good enough so if anything i'm trying to get over that home. like wow. i need that cocky attitude i just can't have it i just need that like i'm here i'm doing this because in, in reality like people report my billboard for something stupid and i told my broker and i just like went off because we were talking about it and i got a formal complaint we got to fight it and i just got pissed and i like slammed my book down I'm, like fucking tired of this dude i'm like if anything i'm helping these people more than anyone else like when i buy your home cash i'm not a dirty wholesaler who's going to come in there and lie to you about the value of your home and give you mm-hmm. a 50 cent number. Like I'm going in there saying, Oh shit, this person has kids. Like, how do I make it work for them and me? How do I get a fair price? Like, do I want to make a 30 K rip off a of wholesale? Sure. But these people are in a bad fucking position. Like, how do I position myself where we can make a little bit of money, like 5k. And like, so it's like, if anything, I told my broker, like these people are complaining about me, but I'm doing fucking people at a service. Like, I'm, yeah. Like, but they, I want them to come to me because if they go to somebody else, they're going to get fucking ripped off. Yeah. And, and it's just like pissing me off. Yeah. They look at you and they, they have this preconceived notion, just like you said, like, oh, the perception of the limo and, and we're rich when, yeah, we're getting there. Right. And they say like, well, if you're rich, 
you know, you're, you'd be rich in multiple ways. And then you have to just like think and feel there, you're already there and then it'll catch up to you in the physical. But, um, but I feel the same way, I, you know, for say liftoff, like there's so many companies that screw over agents and agents are always getting solicited for business. And yeah. it's just like, <clears throat> enough is enough. Like who is setting a standard in this industry that can help someone like Mr. Tattoo Realtor here, call Tattoo, Justin, and be able to say, hey, I see what you're doing. Like this missed opportunity. And that's why I kept on reaching out to you about the website things. I thought there's a bigger opportunity that that potentially could just help you. You have the large net here. Let's catch as much fish as we can on every single forefront, whether it's digital, physical, or whatever. And so that's why I like I think we gravitated to each other because they say with the your vibe creates your trap. You know what I'm saying? So so I love it. I love it. This is awesome. Um, I think the last question for me is, is now that you have time, before we open the floor up to you, now that you have time. You're not working all these crazy hours. You could do you. What do you for fun? What's what's fun for you? Real estate. Just just living life. Yeah, and I, what you doing every day? Yeah, it's a hobby. Like I don't. I used to act. I want to get back into acting. Okay. You saw my story, but I used to, did a lot of music videos and TV shows. I saw that. Like that was my first dream career that I let go because uh -huh. of my job. I was going back and forth. Like let's say I had Thursday off. Like I drove to LA Wednesday night. I acted for six hours, seven hours. Drove wow. six hours back and went straight to work. Like that was wow. my grind and that was my hustle, but I loved it. And like, I had to leave the dream because I'm like, I can't keep doing this. It's killing my body. I have no time with my kids. So like when people make fun of me in real estate, it's like that I lost one dream. Like I'm not losing this dream. <laughs> like that's why I'm working so hard. That's and why I'm doing this. You're going to get back. It sounds yeah. like at the end of the day, now you're going to be able to, you know, serve a community and serve your team and everyone that's going to be involved with the media side and what have you. And also be able to do the acting as well. I can see it all coming back. Oh. For you. Yeah. I can see it all coming back for you. Wow. This has been phenomenal and we're going to have to get you back on the show. And I can even see like more of a long form um, as we, grow the in-person podcast studio and, and these opportunities. I can see you coming back on. We'd love to have you back on and, and hear, you know, from where, what happened from today, you know, into, you know, three, four years down the line where you're at. Um, but I would love to change it up and, and put the focus on you right now. And if someone's out there and they're listening right now and they have a job that they hate and they're giving themselves all the self-willing beliefs that they can't do it, but they can. And now you are a testament to that. What do you want our viewers and listeners to take from our show that uh, can part of the business have more success? Um, well, I did two and a half years, like literally two and a half years ago, I was at the worst point in my life. And I did, I'm look like, look where I'm at now in my eyes. So the only person that was holding me back this entire time was me. It was nobody else telling me you're not allowed to. It wasn't the real estate board saying you're not allowed to do this. You're not like, like it was just me holding myself back. And I think too many people hold themselves back, but like in real estate, like if this is your dream and you just want to do it, or you're just not in the point of career where you want to be, like, just look at yourself and be like, am I doing everything I need to do? Because literally real estate is the only, one of the only careers where you have so much opportunity, no matter who you are. Like, it doesn't matter the color of your skin, your religion, doesn't matter if you have face tattoos, if you're a single mom with four kids, like, or you're, you were a wife for 10 years and your husband left you and you, and he, you felt you're not good enough forever. Like, how do I do? Like, everyone has an opportunity. Like, if you got the grind and you got the heart, like, you have an opportunity to make 500, 600 grand a year. Like no one can stop you but yourself. Like that's what's so great about real estate. It doesn't matter if you dropped out of high school. It doesn't matter like who you are, like your work ethic and character will do the speaking for you and, or will show who you are. And then the success will do the talking. Like you can argue with me and hate me or not using me, but I'm like, that's <laughs> like, it's proven. Like, don't tell me I can't do it. Uh, yeah. So like, there's too many people telling themselves I can't do it. In reality, like everyone has an opportunity in real estate. Wow. 
Wow. Man, this was absolutely phenomenal. Justin, thank you so much for your time today and being on the show. I think that it was just Appreciate amazing to be able to have this opportunity. And uh, we're going to have to get you back on, though. No, no. Going to have to get you back on. Dan, as always. Great to meet you, Justin, man. I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing some light. It gives, it gives some, uh, I just wanted to say this real quick. It gives the light to a lot of people who don't think they're the right fit or, you know, are going to just be the average real estate agent. I think that's what this industry needs. So kudos to you, man. Thank you. Amen to that. Amen to that. And uh, changing the angle. Thanks to all our viewers and listeners, as it is our intention to have you take things that you learn from our episodes, apply your business, have more massive success. Very grateful to have Justin on the show and have his time today so we can really deep dive into his story behind the scenes from the glitz and the glam and uh, his million dollar brand, I will have to say, building into a billion dollar brand. It's freaking awesome. I'm going to go check out his trucks out front wrapped. He has a Durango up front right now. And uh, so hope you took something that you can find your business. Comment below with what you learned. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, and we will see you on the next one.